You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, so this week, as we lead into Thor Madness, yeah, which will be uh, tons of fun, uh, we're going to go back to the Black Phone and uh, talk about a bunch of streaming stuff first, and yeah. uh, and then we're going to also hit another movie real quick um, that apparently we both hate, and <laughs> no, no one no one should ever watch. Uh, but before we get into the black phone, which, you know, I'm really bummed with the world that we're in and how things get released because, uh, the black phone was like this tiny blip at this point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I've been saying for months, uh, it's great that we are in this place where the big new thing can actually make money. Right. 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 Um, but there is not a lot of room for anything else. There yeah. is just like uh, the big, the numbers are, you know, everyone is, uh, it's weird how you get like the media spin, right? The, everyone is like, hooray, see, movies are back. Look how much right. money this made. Right. Um, and movies are coming out that are basically at like a normal level almost, right? It's like uh, mm-hmm. whenever this movie came out, this is about what you would think it would make, Right. right. Uh, but if you go back to actual normal, yeah. right, right, then the number two movie and number three movie and number four movie actually get to make more than a million dollars or whatever. Like, yeah, it's not a pittance. There is just, uh, there, there is only room in the world for the one big movie <laughs> right now. And that, as much as everybody is happy, uh, that's not sustainable right. forever either because... Um, yeah, people are mad when some big movie gets released on HBO Max instead of in theaters or, you know, Netflix is having movies and it's like, oh, no, whatever. Uh, and we want the big giant things to be in theaters. But, you know, right. six months from now, you may only have one movie in theaters. If this right. is how this keeps up, right? right? Like yeah. anything that is at all mid-level, mm-hmm. right, it's not going to be... Uh, cost effective to release it in theaters because they could get some better deal for streaming it because no one will go to other things. And uh, so, you know, just my own way of babbling about uh, it's not as rosy as people are trying to make it. And I think they're uh, overselling how much we are back uh, to their own detriment. Like it's not... It's not actually helping anything. They if should you, be uh, they should be trying more to get people to go back to theaters instead of just saying, "Yay, we won." <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> it's the if you build it, they will come. Like maybe it's yeah. if we hype it, they think. it will come true. Maybe. I mean, uh, I don't know, but for the for thinking. the last two months, even though things have been making money, you know, everything after number one mm-hmm. has been right. awful, really right? awful. I mean, uh, yeah. like, I mean, and you may not understand if you don't pay attention to box office numbers over time, but I mean, I mean, seriously, seriously bad, right? Like, right. Uh, the number two and three movies for the last two months have been making what the number like 14 movie should be making. I mean, uh, they've been horrible. And even, uh, some movies that did like, okay in their first week. Yeah. But then like the second week they're making like, 500,000 or, right. or something just ridiculous. I yeah. mean, it's so, uh, so it's kind of ugly. Um, and all of that just because I wanted to say the black phone should have more money. Um, it's, uh, it's done really with that, without jumping completely into like reviewing it or anything, you know, like it did okay. Right. But, um, this is like by Joe Hill, mm-hmm. which ought to give you something. It's like a scary movie that should come out in October. It should have been. It and, should have been September, October, and it should. Sure. Uh, and you know, without giving away my rating, right? It's 
it it's at least interesting and weird. Whether you like yeah. it or not, it's something that ought to be doing okay. Right. And it, you know, it deserves to make more than this, even if I hated it. Right. I mean, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's... So uh, so we got that going for us. So we thought we'd go back to the black phone before we uh, uh, jump into like a Thor movie. And before we get into that, uh, I just want to mention like a bunch of things on streaming for all uh, all those of you who are not going to go to the movies anyway. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. And uh, and this week it's kind of weird because, uh, you know, I I I try to highlight the big things and stuff. I want to tell people about stuff they can watch on streaming, whether it's movies or series. Um, As we come out of the pandemic, you know, like a year ago, it was different because no right. one was going to the movies and you had to have something to watch. Um, but this week, like I, I try to highlight, maybe you don't know about this one, but right. this is the week of, it's all kind of big things, right? Um, it's all things that are getting a lot of hype anyway, right? Like loot on Apple plus, yeah, which is, uh, you know, Maya Rudolph. And it's basically like the, uh, Jeff Bezos story yeah. only we're fictionalizing Changing it the and making and, it Maya Rudolph. Right. So it's right. like, it's not just that she divorced the billionaire and is giving away <laughs> tons of money, but also she's screwy and Maya right. Rudolph. Right. And right. You know, Here hilarity and suits. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's actually, it's really a good show, but I do feel like it is kind of specifically Maya Rudolph. Like you have to like her in the first place. Yeah. It's not, it, I don't, I mean, it's hard to judge, but I don't, I'm not sure it translates to everyone if you didn't like Mario. Right, and it's not going to change minds, place, right? You've got to like, right. yeah. Um, but it is really good. Um, there's new On Hulu, there's new season of Only Murders in the Building. Which is big in our house right now. Which is just like I haven't seen any of the new show. stuff. So I guess cool. two episodes, or is there three now? Uh, I think they're... I think... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I, I know the first um, two were devoured... Uh, yeah, it's like, it's the craziest show and, uh, and it's so, it's such a weird show because it's the TV show really of, um, Steve Martin and Martin Short are just friends, right? Right. And have been for like decades, uh, right? Right. And it's really just the TV show of like just hanging out with them. Let's get them in the room at their house and then, or something, yeah. and they just start babbling. Right, and, the, and, the, and then it's like, and somebody's <laughs> transcribing. Right, yeah, and, and they're just like going, "This could happen," yeah, and like, and it's so weird, but it's but it's really good, and they're both, Man. they're both. Um, you know, it's just, it's so made for them to like perfectly do exactly what they, they shine, do. Each of them in great, their very specific right? way. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's not like, you know, it's not like when your favorite show has a new season and you're like, oh man, I just, this season sucks. You know, I didn't want, I had so much fun with the very first season, partially because it caught me by surprise and because I felt like it was strangely perfect in having both of those old codgers with Selena Gomez, right, just right. like anchoring everything. And she steals tons. Oh yeah. I mean, they hand her stuff too. They softball her, but right. it, she's really in there. And I thought, well, that was a fun fluke. Right. And when they come back, they're not going to understand how to keep that going. Right. So I had just because, uh, not because and just they can't, because you can't it's, keep that right. going. Right. And sometimes it's just hard. The more familiar you are with characters, the less original everything seems, and you know things get a little bit pat and routine. So I, I was told uh, my girlfriend loves the show, and she's like, "There's new episodes," and I went, "Okay, you watch them." She goes, "I already have," and I'm like, <laughs> "What do you think?" And she's like, "Go watch them," and I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. Okay. That's better than eh, I don't know because she's a hard you know. She's it's hard weirdly to the opposite of my house where I have to watch everything first, <laughs> yeah, and then tell my wife well, if it's and, worth watching. Well, this right. is the funny thing. Normally, I am ahead of everything, and I have a I have a sheet of paper of things for her to watch to catch up. And she's like, Nah, I'm watching Bravo yeah. this or right. <laughs> Real Shahs of Sunset Valley that or whatever. <laughs> Or she's addicted to crime TV. You know, things... I, I get it. I like watching that stuff, too. But when she sees something quick... Right. I, I'm still harassed daily that I haven't seen Schitt's Creek. Oh, and now, my God. And now it's, now it's a point of pride. Like, I'm not doing it because. Because uh-huh. I got to have something to have right. fun with. But I was genuinely... I was genuinely worried that maybe only murders in the building wouldn't be as fun right. coming back. And, you know, Couldn't if it's it if going. it's cracking her up, then I'm probably going to... I'm probably going to dig right. it. So... 
All right, so uh, there's that to check out. There's also on Hulu, just because I'll throw out another Hulu thing. The Orville is uh, now on Hulu with the new yeah. season, and it's pretty good. Is it still pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is, and it's, uh, you know, I don't even want to go into that whole story, but there's a whole sure. story about switching networks, and it yeah. took a while for the next season, but it's pretty good. Um, we've also got uh, the new season of Westworld has started on yeah. HBO Max. God, that's season four, too. Holy and, crap. Uh, and, you know, that show... Uh, for me, I still kind of like the show. I don't know about this latest season or whatever. Yeah, but I feel like that show has gone off the rails. Done. You, yeah. Even even though I still kind of like it, right? But right. it's like, uh, here's your first season, and this is what the show is about. And then they right. go make another season, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, dude, that's what Didn't the show is see? about, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a little weird, and uh, and that's going <laughs> to actually tie me into uh, Umbrella Academy <laughs> and the boys. But before Uh-oh. I talk about those. Also on Apple Plus is Blackbird, and that is a, a cool show too. I just saw uh, Taron Egerton yeah. is in it, and it's it's weird, and it's not for everybody, right? It's right. it's almost like it reminds me, even though these have nothing to do with each other, but it reminds me of trying to recommend Vikings to people, right? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like Vikings is awesome, and then you you can't tell that to everybody, no. right? Like, so, so I'm like what the hell are right. you trying to make me watch? Yeah, uh, but that was a great show, huh. but and it's a similar thing because he is um, he plays a guy who's convicted of whatever robbery i think or something and uh and he gets sentenced to 10 years he makes a deal with the fbi uh to instead go into like this maximum security and try to get like the serial killer to confess and and hopefully um because the serial killer is like appealing right and so they want to really like lock it in and get a confession or whatever um but also hopefully find some of the bodies, get him to yeah, tell him, or, right. you know, whatever. But right. he's supposed to go to prison and befriend the serial killer, which, yeah. you know, sounds like a fun gig, right? right? And you think you can do it quicker than 10 um, years. And and I'm not spoiling anything, right? But uh, because this is like in the synopsis, right? right. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but so he does that. And then it's like, but is, is the guy a serial killer or is he like a serial confessor? Like, is he like just a crazy person who confesses this stuff? And now he's been found guilty. Right. And, you know, whatever. So uh, hilarity ensues. But it's a really good show. And Taron Egerton is uh, good in it. And I don't love him. So. Yeah. uh, So if I think he's pretty good in it, then maybe that means something. He's cool. Apple TV has done way better than I thought they were going to do it. And, And not because I'm a big Apple hater. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. We've got everything Apple anyway. But there was just something about them trying to make a car and trying to start a TV right, network. Right, and I'm right. like, guys, come on. Right. Just fix my But you my know, phone. the thing is like, they're you know, picky, right? They, they are picky. They don't come they're out selective. with like 15 new series every week. And, and I know not all of them have been A plus home right. runs. No. But they've got a really they good report card. They definitely all have it. Yeah. But, they've got a good report card. But going. They, have, they have a lot. And, uh, and also on Netflix, I think it just came out today. If it's not today, it's like really recently, right? Is an animated movie called The Sea Beast. Oh yeah, which is is I think that's crazy today. cool looking. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it, um, so I don't I don't know, but yeah. it looks really awesome, right? And it could all be a trick, and I, my expectations are too high, and I'll hate it or something. But it looks really great. I saw this is just a a goofy side thing that you just made me think of for no real reason at all. I just saw the trailer for George Miller's new film, Three Thousand Years. Oh of yeah, Longing. yeah, yeah. With Idris Elba and uh-huh. uh, I'm blanking on her name anyway, um, but I looked at that and I went, "This does not. Th- this at the same time looks like a film that absolutely George Miller would make, and nothing to do and with also, him at all. No, it looks right. like something that Terry Gilliam would have done in the '90s. Like <laughs> right. this is Baron Munchausen property. And it's I'm, like I'm it- looking at it, and I'm like, I am both very excited to see it and just kind of not repulsed but really cautious like i don't right. know i'm gonna like this and it, i love george miller it is really weird to watch like, that trailer so everyone should go watch that trailer even if uh, you think you'd never like this movie but you're exactly right it does look it looks exactly like he would make it and it also looks like you know terry gilliam got eventually frustrated right. enough because he couldn't make his don quixote movie and he's like fine i'll do this <laughs> right, right. Right, man, that Don Quixote movie. Uh, um, yeah, but anyway, so yeah, when you just you just said something, it made me think of that, even though that's really not coming out right away yet. But uh, right, uh, and so then the final thing, uh, which I talked about already, 
is uh, the Umbrella Academy and the Boys both have their oh, yeah. third seasons out. The Boys is like right about to have the finale of the third season. Yeah, actually. I gotta hurry. I'm about to get and uh, the Umbrella Academy. It just came out like a week ago, but they release it all at once. Oh, they, they dump um, so, it all? So okay. you can, because it's Netflix. And sure. And they just, they let you have it. That's their gig. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I want to talk about both those movies. Both these, both these shows equally have crazy rabid fans. Yeah. So there's not probably actually any use in reviewing it. <laughs> Right. You're going to love it if point, you love it or hate like, it if right, you don't. Right. Because, yeah. uh, You've got because everyone who loves it, you know, has the t-shirt. Right. And, <laughs> and everyone who doesn't is like, yeah. who the hell are you and saying people who like this at all? Right. But uh, so I, I've got an article that will be coming out uh, on the website pretty soon oh, that cool. I'm like in the middle of. So I thought I would just like mention my reaction to these because I, I had weirdly the exact same reaction to both season threes oh. of these shows. And, 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 you know, they're still... Don't oh, bum me out, dude. They're still okay, oh, right? Oh, God. But uh, my reaction is uh, both of these shows in season three are like, if you know anything about like the 80s and 90s yeah. and the sophomore albums... Yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. A thousand bands right. that came <laughs> right. that came out then where they had these awesome first albums. Yep. And then somebody said, you know, you got five and a half months to make another album. Yeah. And then they made another album and it sucked and it had one song that maybe people kind of liked and then you never heard of that band again. Jesus. <laughs> that's like, that's my exact reaction God. to it. both of these in season three. So the thing is like, that's rough. Neither one of these shows, mm. you watch like this whole season and especially for me where, you know, I'm have to binge the crap no, you, stuff, I, right? Yeah, know. You know, so it's, yeah. it's not like, you know, it's just a very different world where you get to have like a week in between, mm -hmm. digest stuff, right? and then maybe right. I can watch some more, but now you binge everything. Yeah. But neither of these shows had anything else to do, oh. right? And they're like, hey, man, you're super popular. Make right. another episode, here's, or make another right. season, here's a ton of money. Yep. Give me something and make it quick because... right. That's the world we're in. People will forget. We don't want it to be a year and a half till the next season right. comes out. Like, get moving, right. right? And they're like, all right, this happens. And you're like, what the shit? Like, <laughs> oh, no. And there are still oh, parts in both of these uh, that are great. There are yeah, sure. Parts, There's always going to be high. There are parts in the boys, especially with the... with uh, they, they both... Both seasons introduce a bunch of new characters. Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> and, and they and they both don't know what the hell to do with them. Yeah. So they get, you know, really like short shrift on all these oh, new yeah. characters, right? Uh, the boys has a soldier boy now yeah. who has kind of been referenced before. Yeah. Uh, because he's like the past. Right. Right. But like right. we bring him back now or whatever. <laughs> and, and he's really good, actually. But we just don't hardly do anything with them. We don't really have anything to do with them. Right. And, you know, the boys, uh, when the show started out, right, the whole point of the show was so that some stuff could happen so that you could think, oh, my God, what if Superman really yeah. was a bad guy yeah. and just went, maybe I just want to, like, yeah. take over the world and kill everyone. Right. And then for some really goofy reason that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, we kind of keep him in check. Right. Right. Even though, even in the, even in the first two seasons... None of that really makes sense that right. we keep him in check and he doesn't just go do it because it seems like he would. Right. That's where <laughs> right. we go. Right. That's where we're hinting seasons, that he would right? go. Right. <clears throat> and the third season is like, all right, what if we just have him say that? Right. And then he just says, hey, I could. Uh, maybe I'll just go right. kill all the presidents and yeah. prime ministers and, you know, slaughter everyone right. and whatever. And, and it's like me. Well, what did that do? That's what already mm -hmm. what happened in the first two seasons. Now you're just right. having him say it out loud. Now yeah. something different happened. Right. No, right. And uh, and the Umbrella Academy, they got like all these cool new. Uh, we got like a whole students new of... version of the students. Yeah, we're we're basically like in a changed alternate universe. Um, and I won't give a whole lot away, but their dad sees them goes back to uh 
when he adopted them, right, and decides they turned out like crap, I'm going to adopt a new right a, a new slew of kids yeah. i'm going to pick different ones yeah and and you know whatever um and there are really good parts in that um especially some of the characters in that show are just awesome right yeah um but we we don't really do that much with the new characters uh, ben is still there yeah um because i don't know he he had died <laughs> yeah. in the first group and he's right. like, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll still, stick around. I'll just keep him. Yeah. Uh, but Ben is still around and you know, we kind of get some good stuff out of that and he's a jerk. And so that's kind of funny. Right. right. Um, but the completely new people who have these new powers, some of the powers are really stupid. One of the new people is like a glowing cube which nobody talks about and is right. dumb and makes no sense. And they can't all fly. And we never explain it. Right. right? Yeah. He just is literally a like cube a, of energy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it just, it just doesn't actually have any, Purpose, anything like, that it wants to do with anything. Yeah. Right. Like even in the second season, at least we were going after like the whole people running things from the right. shadow realm or, you know, whatever yeah. the hell, whatever that was, what, I mean, whatever the goofiness of the dude who's a fish in a yeah. bubble. Right. And stuff. <laughs> um, but at least it was some screwy thing like to do. And in this one, we just really don't have anything to do. And it's like, they wrote this, you know, day by day, like as they're filming, mm -hmm. uh, what happens today? Bad. I don't know. <sighs> you got, what do you got? <laughs> Who do you want to <laughs> see? What's your idea? What's your power? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so, yeah, it's so like sadly not up to par of everything that was uh, the first two seasons. Right. And you know, it's still both of these shows, like compared to other things, they're still pretty good. Like, yeah. Right, they're still, right. they're still like kind of worth watching, but it's like really depressing. And then uh, Umbrella Academy, like, I don't want to spoil the whole season, but the very, the, the final thing, right. <laughs> which is <laughs> like, which is like what we're pretending we're trying to do that's supposed to make some sense. Right. And it's supposed to be like, oh, this is what we were always after. And haha, you know, we know the stuff. Um, A is pretty dumb anyway. Right. And B, it's like, so uh, like I said, I don't want to spoil this. Right. But at the very last moment, we stop someone from doing something. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, oh, no, we can't let him do that. Right. Right. And then we just do it anyway. <laughs> and then we just get up and do it. And, and That's funny. we stopped him and then it's like, no, but I'm going to do it. Well, what the hell did you stop him for? Is, how's that different? It just sounds it's like all, all the, just, so. it sounds like every comedy fight where, you know, you got Kevin Hart in front of somebody and he's like screaming at someone, but he's like, Hey man, hold me back. Hold me back. I'm a go. I'm a, I'm a go. Hold me back. You're lucky. Right. He's holding me back. Hold me back. Right. You know? So anyway. yeah, I don't know, but uh, they both were just very disappointing. And That's like I bad. said, you know, they're they're worth watching uh, because there are some cool things. And, uh, and if you're especially in the Umbrella Academy, we do go kind of off on some interesting tangents that are like fun. Yeah. Um, but overall, they're just they're so much meandering. They're like so much less than the first two seasons yeah, of uh, both of them. Huh. All right, so uh, on to movies. Uh, our first one, because why not, is The Man from Toronto yeah. that's on Netflix. Right. And it's Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart. Yep. And uh, I, I will start off by, you know, revealing my bias. I can't stand Kevin Hart. Um, that's so weird. I can't stand I guess... him in reality. <laughs> and, and, and I'll admit, because you're not supposed to admit this, but, you know, that bleeds over for me. If, uh, yeah. if, if I think you're sure. a bastard in real life, then right. too bad. I don't yeah. like your movies, right? Yeah. I don't like you in movies. I don't <laughs> like the fact that you get work. Right. And uh, and I I don't like him in reality, right? But also, I just don't think he's funny. I was just going to ask that. I think he's funny about every tenth you know, huh. joke he tells. Is yeah. like, you're like, all right. That's you got of, me. That's you got kind me. of funny. Yeah, all right. all right. And the rest of it is like... You know, not quite Kevin James, but 
But right. not quite not Kevin James yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like it's you know, funny. People that's don't not funny. Right? People aren't familiar with Kevin. J- I I feel they're not familiar with his stand up stuff. They oh, only his know him from the King of Queens. Awesome. Kevin James's stuff is like almost. It seems like people just know him from movies and TV. Yeah, they did right. not At know he point, was a stand up yeah, guy, yeah. and and his routines were great. Yeah, his stand up is great. He deserves. Yeah. To have gone from stand up oh, yeah. to getting like a you know, a show and, and stuff like Making that. Making spots on And then if you screw it all up, oh, yeah. too bad. Now it's on, on you. you. But right. he still deserved that yeah. shot because his stand up is really good. And even like the King of Queens, you know, like the King of Queens wasn't the next greatest comedy ever. But I I didn't mind it. Yeah, it, it was, was all right, you it was know. Fun. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh, but you know now no, and no love for all cop and all that oh, yeah, you know, know whatever I mean I it's just nonsense and it's basically like it's just a different spin for me of Ke- like Kevin James Melissa McCarthy yeah you know Kevin James is funny because I'm fat and I can't run fast and I'm a cop and I'm chasing you and I get really tired haha ha, that's really funny right like right. just like a lot of Melissa McCarthy stuff yeah you know? and Kevin James's stuff is like you know I'm really funny because I'm like you know. 85 pounds soaking wet and have a big right. mouth right and, and you know snap off at people right and and yet i'm like this tiny little dude and that's funny because i'm like right i don't even know what the joke is <laughs> at that point right but it's the same sort of realm right like melissa mccarthy's like i'm fat it. and that's funny it actually is the same and sort kevin of hart is like you know i'm a tiny yappy dog and that's funny right or whatever yeah. i don't know right um and a lot of his uh, comedy, especially like more in movies, like, you know, not his stand up or anything, but is just kind of like I'm I'm befuddled. Like right. I'm I'm hopelessly confused and lost <laughs> in this situation. And that's really funny. Right. And you're like, well, I mean, for a minute, maybe. Right. right? For a whole movie. Tough, tough crowd. And uh, and this movie is exactly that. Right. Right. It's. um. And I'll tell you the weirdest part about this movie, right, was uh, when when we're so uh, <laughs> so Woody Harrelson is the man from Toronto. Right. And he's like this uh, assassin. He's an assassin. He's an Hit assassin man. that's yeah. like, um, yeah. you know, he's like the world's most famous assassin. Everybody knows right? this guy. Every, they want to yeah. see him work. Yeah, it's like, wait, you're calling in the man from Toronto? What? Oh, yeah, right. You, you did know, what? it's like he's... Well, we're going to stick around. He's like the... We, yeah. He's like the big deal. He's but nobody guy. knows what he looks like. Right. Like, even people who know him, right? He they, he walks in and they don't know if that's him, right? Right, right that's right. Um, anyway, but he's, you know... And then by the end of the movie, it turns out, no, there's like a man from everywhere. Right. And wait a minute. What, is he famous or is he... <laughs> Is he badass or is he not? Or is he just like one of a 12 pack? Like what? Anyway. (laughs) And, uh, and Kevin Hart is, uh, going on vacation with his wife and you know, he's like a doofus. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the setup. He is, he is, it's just your setup to set that up was just, that was perfect. Uh, anyway. And so they, you know, he's taking his wife to a cabin for a vacation. They go to the wrong one. Right. And uh, he walks in, and and they're like, "Ah, oh, you're here!" Right. And they take him down into <laughs> into this, the basement where they've got some guy tied up, and and now you know hilarity ensues because right. he has to. And they think he's the man from Toronto, right? They, they think, think he's this, him. this small guy is this. Killer. And they're like, "All right, I want to watch you work because blah right. blah, blah blah." Right. <laughs> and uh, and then he has and, and so here's the craziest thing about this movie, right? Uh-oh. When he started walking in the basement. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh my God, am I going to like this movie? Like right. when he first like he, walked down there, I was like, Ooh, really? Yeah. Like, like what if this is actually good? Right. And then about two and a half minutes later, I was like, this shouldn't be Kevin Hart. That's right. what's wrong with this movie right. is this should Kevin Hart cannot pull this off in any way other than just being ridiculous. Like it's just mall cop, you yeah. know, with a different, you know, scenario built around it or whatever. But I was like, oh, if this was somebody else, I bet I could have liked this movie and they could have done something. Oh, okay. They could have done something with, uh, now we're hugely disagreeing with the theory. Like I the, understand. The, I, I still get it. Now. The, the general idea. If we yeah. had somebody who just, who was funny, but not in this, you know, completely 
trivial, right. goofy way of being funny. Right. Who would have to like extricate themselves from the situation somehow. And then, you know, whatever. Right. And I mean, the rest of the movie just gets goofier and goofier. So right. it's not like you could just doesn't leave everything the yeah. same. Right. You know, you have right. to, you have to change what's funny in like the whole fundamentally movie and, yeah. and have somebody else in his role. <laughs> yeah. But when he was first walking down that thing, I was like, well, this might be, this might take off. Wait yeah. a second. And then no, it's just completely goofy. Right. And then, uh, and then so hilarity ensues. And I won't tell you the, the whole movie right now. Um, I gave this a zero and, <laughs> and I feel like it was lucky to get it. Um, Dang. I couldn't stand to watch most of it. Well, the it makes sense. Ha- after the majority like, of it is Kevin Hart. So after like, 20 minutes, you know, like for the first 20 minutes, I sort of thought, "Ah, I mean, maybe this is like a three and there'll be some funny parts. And, you know, I like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I still even kind of like Woody Harrelson in most of this. At a certain point, (laughs) at a certain point, he gets really stupid, too. Yeah. But for some of it, I'm like, you know, he was okay and whatever. When he's like really being, you know, badass hitman right he's pretty good right and then he overly has to deal with kevin hart and the only way to do that is to also be goofy and it's like oh whatever right um but if anything in this movie would have been funny yeah that would have been i gave it like a one just for the effort of that yeah something right you didn't snicker there was no guffaw no movie is funny and and uh that's okay every next thing that happens is worse Right. right. Every, See, every that's what next I, decision is, uh, you know, sucks. They, uh, the God. man from Toronto's handler, right? Yeah. Barbara uh, starts losing confidence. Oh yeah. In the man from Toronto. Yeah. And there's a whole backstory about is Them. this going to be Minnesota yeah, again right. or whatever? They always because, have to have a you know, Budapest. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so then she sends in the man from Miami. Right. And we have to be introduced to him where he walks up on this golf course and <laughs> carrying his putter. Right. And yeah. like beats some guy over the head with his putter. And then the other guy runs away. So he like turns his putter into like a rifle and right. shoots the guy running away. And I'm of like, course. I mean, this is like Scooby Doo now. Right. It's like right. this is what what could be the dumber decision? Then right. uh, I have a magic rifle. Like, sure. it worked in the man from the Golden Gun. Right. Why can't that That's be right. a thing? That's and right. It's, I mean, it's just, it's horrific. And then they're flying in the plane, and it's like, oh, look how funny it is that we're all right flying around the and, plane and having to hold on to things. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, that's great because I've never seen a movie before. Right, right. Since the 30s or <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Everything that happens is bad, and none of it is funny. And I mean, really, I'm kind of like a great blurb. Everything that happens is bad and none of it's funny. Exactly. That's my that's my pull quote. That's awesome. I love it. But, you know, it would be I I, I think even Mall Cop, you know, yeah, Mall Cop is well, Mall Cop 2 is clearly zero. Right. Like no matter what. And I'm not going to rewatch Mall Cop. You should find out. Right. No. But I feel like Mall Cop There's might, a couple moments might be like one or two, right? Because there were like a couple right. of funny things in there, and and <laughs> you know whatever. I mean, I think even in Mall Cop, if I try to remember, which I don't want to do, I think I might have laughed at sure. something. Like right. there were some funny parts because Kevin James is and funny, I, and I feel like yeah. as much as we have repeatedly bagged on Mall Cop, oh right? yeah, and it's the go-to easy horrible bag. stupid yeah. movie, right? I'm not so sure that Mall Cop was was only trying to say you think this is funny because you're stupid. Right. Mall Cop Two was. Yeah. But but, but the Carp original one, I'm like, eh. I feel like maybe Kevin James actually thinks this is funny. Sure. And he's just wrong. Right. It's not that he's right. you know thinks everyone is stupid and only stupid. But this movie is like. <laughs> It just thinks you're stupid. See, it's okay. like if you like this, you know, here's a shiny light over here. Look there's how cool a that yeah, is. right. There's there's a big reason why I'm giving it two and a half, and it's because, because I haven't seen, seen it? it all the way through yet. <laughs> uh, before we started the show, I told Mark that uh, I started this and I didn't like it and quickly started hating it. So I just I walked away from it knowing, and that was so dumb. I should have just finished it. 
not because we have to do it for the show or anything, but because it's not like a it's not like a deep compulsion. But I'm a completionist. If I start something, especially if it's a movie, if it's a book, I throw a book away quick. If I hate the book, I'm not going through 500 pages just to say I finished it. But I can watch a movie. I can watch another hour of this movie. I I got over halfway through and just really thought this thing just keeps ticking off down and down and down. And is it is it just dumb? Yeah. And is it maybe would it have been better if they had picked a lane and really went like you got to make this an R? Yeah. You can't do like the hitman's bodyguard's wife and make it PG. Like you just can't make that work. You've right. got to make this R. And when I just looked it up again, I'm like, well, that's part of the problem. It's PG-13. Like, they're treading this line where I felt like the first four minutes of Kevin Hart trying to sell his his home gym stuff. Right. And he, he was doing Kevin Hart stuff. That should have been like 10 seconds long. Yeah. And yep. never show me anything else again. It, it, <laughs> it really just never seemed to warm up funny, let right, alone right. be as funny as they thought the lead-in should have been. And then I'm watching I'm watching Woody Harrelson's opening scene and I thought again I I love Woody Harrelson and I I I like Kevin Hart's comedy a lot. I don't like his movies so much, but I like his comedy enough. But I'm watching this and I'm like this is a Matthew McConaughey doing the Dark Tower. He right, doesn't right. know anything. He just knows I'm a badass. I show up, no one knows me right. and that's what I'm going to do. And then I started thinking, okay, you're coming into you're coming into watching like Hudson Hawk or Ford Fairlane expecting Chinatown. Don't accept right, right. for what it is. So I started accepting it for what it was and I started hating it even more. Right. So I'm because because it won't it, it, it accept doesn't, it for right. what it is. And, right? and so when you say it just gets worse the longer it goes, and I think, well, I'm only halfway through. <laughs> Shit. I, and I'm at two and a half. I'm probably gonna find a lower score when yeah. I get done. But yeah, and you know, uh, and like, I was kind of psyched to see it, like the idea that uh, there's a there's a badass hitman who goes to an address, finds out that there's just some schlep who went to the address by accident, and they got confused for each other. And I'm like, that's Three's Company, right? And I right. love Three's Company. I grew up on I grew up on everybody's on the wrong side of the kitchen door, and mistaken right. identities happen all the time. And now you got to pretend you're somebody you're not for right. twelve minutes to prove something no one consequential. I'm all in on that. And I started watching this, and I'm like, nope, out. And see, the pro <laughs> the sucks. problem is with the movie. Well, there's like two problems, right? Uh, but that's like a big one is that it won't pick what it is. It should do, yeah. And there's a there's a part later on in the movie that you probably didn't get to where they're at like this convention center mall yeah, thing, whatever. Yeah. And there are these huge like art goofy things hanging down from the ceiling that are it's like eight stories. Yeah, tall of the middle of this fancy building where there's these weird whatever art things. Yeah, and they're jumping on them. Kevin Hart sure. falls on one, then yeah. he slips off and he like falls on the other one. Uh, you've got Woody Harrelson and the man from Miami are like jumping on them to jump off to the lower level to get down to chase and right. all this stuff. And it is just uh, first of all, it's like utterly stupid and the special effects aren't even that great mm. where you're like yeah that really happened right, right. but it's uh, but that is so camp like uh -huh. hard hard camp kevin hart gets shot in like the butt oh, of course at, right. wh while he's on this thing and he's hanging on for dear life and he has to get like the flash drive or whatever yeah and and he's slipping and he's falling and then right. he falls onto the next one right right and all this stuff it's like so like wildly hardcore camp yeah. in the middle of a movie that keeps switching back and forth between we're being ludicrous right. and we're being semi-serious right. and it doesn't ever just do like, you know, Hudson Hawk and right. go, look, this don't is what believe we are. anything. Right. right. This I mean, is what we're like, doing. Yeah. Right. Like this is completely ridiculous and we think that's fun. Yeah. And this is, you know, won't just do it. Right. Right. And so you can't ever get anywhere yeah. uh, with that. But the other thing is like everything that the movie thinks is funny, it just does way too long. And it tells you that right at the beginning with that, with whole, that whole scene, that whole scene of all these dumb things, you know, yep. you just have him do one dumb thing. Right. Right. And then like 
you know, pan as he walks by his room and you see the posters the of boxing, all the other ones. The bar, and, everything and you else. Know the, yeah. He's already done all this other stuff. Yeah. We don't have to watch his stupid infomercial that he films with his phone right. in his basement, right. you know, yeah. with a backdrop God. stupid thing for like eight different things. Right. And they just get dumber and dumber. And then you're just making him an idiot anyway. Right. Like by the time you get to the to the end, it's like I invented the chin up bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it's it, you're right. And also something you said quickly and disposably too. It's somebody's first film. I don't mean their very first film, yeah. but this is somebody's this is somebody's Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which actually that's way better than this movie could ever be. But it's somebody's really getting of age and they're watching this and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I just, I don't, I don't know what to tell that person. Yeah, I don't know. It's bad. All right, so don't watch that one. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> kind of we... funny. Kind of funny. It's another film with Woody Harrelson in it, where people are calling each other like, you know, because in Zombieland he was Wichita, right? right you know, right. and it's like Everybody. Tallahassee, and now he's Miami and Toronto. Like, I'm like Woody. What are you doing? You know, the other thing I was thinking of before I before I stopped watching it, which was I can't figure out why this got made. It's not like Woody Harrelson needed the favor. It's not Kevin Hart's production company. Kevin Hart, I think, and I I I like it because it will be more I think it'll be more beneficial than not later. He seems to have the Gene Hackman disease, which is he says yes to everything. Right. And and that's cool because I loved seeing Gene Hackman in anything, but it's not working all the time for him. And Sometimes it's just barely passable, like night school, and other times it's, it's not just even not... a good vacation. Right. It, and that's the other thing. I was like, they didn't go anywhere. Right. This isn't like a Kevin James production where if he's in a movie with Adam Sandler, they're in Hawaii they're in for right, three weeks right. or they're in, you know, Bermuda or whatever. I can't figure out why these two guys did this film when neither of them had to do it and it could have easily been filled by pick anybody yeah i don't know you know anybody so that was that was it really is one of those things where uh you may eventually find out later that you know woody harrelson has this other netflix movie right that he wanted and they were like well you have to do this can you cover this because so and so dropped out right sure who knows yeah anyway all right the black phone um so this is uh, ethan hawk uh i imagine if you've seen the trailer you have a pretty good idea of uh what this is about. Ethan Hawke is the bad guy who is the uh, child snatcher person. Yeah. And uh, as we go into the movie, right, we, uh, we meet some kids um, in this town. There is like the grabber, the grabber. I guess is what they call him. Yeah. Right. Um, because these kids keep ending up missing and they're all more or less, you know, around the same age. Yep. And, uh, and they're all boys. Yep. And, uh, this town is like, you know, now in a state of complete panic, right? It's right. not like we're in the middle of LA or Dallas yeah, right. and it's like a giant city or something. Right. Um, so the whole town is like panicked. And, uh, as you see in the trailer, if you've watched the trailer, which I guess since we talk about this sometimes, right. Uh, it gives you a pretty good idea. Of, I think you of, get the film. What you're yeah. in store for, yeah. Um, so he gets uh, grabbed, and he ends up, he's in this basement, and there is this black phone in this concrete basement that's yeah. like soundproofed and, you know, created especially to throw your kidnapped victims in. Right. But for some reason, there's this phone on the wall yep. that's not connected to anything. Um, but it, sometimes it rings. And at one point, Ethan Hawke even says something about it. Like, he's like, I think it's like the static electricity or something yeah. and it makes it ring or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and so the, um, uh, the kid starts answering the phone and people start talking to him and it's like ghosts. Right. Yeah. And uh, and that's pretty much what you get in the trailer. And right. uh, Ethan Hawke wears a creepy mask. And uh, okay, so before we just I talk about the whole movie again, so I gave this one uh, a seven and a half for yeah. uh, very specific reasons, and I really wanted it to be better. Um, and I, I feel like there is actually like a nine in here somewhere. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I have some some pretty specific big problems with the movie. 
even though they don't, I guess, overly affect the actual watching of it while you're in it. Although for me, they, they, they do, did. they do a bit, right? But they are more problems of, you know, you get to the end and then you think about it and you go, eh. but you know, for me, there were kind of problems in the beginning anyway, but uh, you know, I won't overly go into them, but I really wanted to give this more higher yeah. um, because it's, it's really well done for what it is. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's pretty interesting little gig. And there are a lot of things that could have gone horribly wrong and made it stupid and they didn't. Right. And I like to give them credit for that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. They, it would have been easy to let they it go. got that, that they got a lot of stuff right. And it was pretty cool. Um, and you know, it's, I don't know, it's like a creepy little thing, but, uh, I think it could have been a lot better and, you know, I had to take some points off for that. So yeah. I gave it a seven. And a half. It, it definitely was interesting to see what is in essence, a 20 page short story, get into almost a two hour film. That's usually when people start making a lot of big mistakes by either focusing on filming the hell out of one paragraph for right, right. a long time, or, they have to fill in a bunch of stuff that they think belongs there, and then it just really disrupts everything. And they and they've got to have something. And they got to have so something. They got to make it and, up. And then right. they got to. And then they have to. Yeah. And then they got to make it up. And then they actually have to kind of defend why they did it. And right. then that compounds sometimes into a domino effect of bad decisions. Thankfully, this doesn't have that. Um, for the most part, I also I have a bunch of problems with it that mostly I think you I don't know if if I heard you wrong. You said most of them were at the beginning. My problems are almost all at the end. Um, there's a couple of things in the beginning. I have I have a smattering of issues over the place that that bugged me and put me at seven and a half. You yeah. know, we're not we're not. There's not much daylight between us here. I actually thought seven, seven and a half, and I think there is easily an eight and a half or nine here. But it requires. Now I'm rewriting the whole thing, and not because the short story itself is not a good subject. Uh, to base everything on, and the film actually does a pretty great job at sticking to the short story, right? And we should say I have not read the short story. Yeah, I, I um, should. I, mean, I meant to. So I meant to have, give that to you. It's not that we have the different. Yeah, right. Because uh, perspective. That's the other thing. I can say. You know, there are some definite differences between the story and the film that are easily and noticeable for a lot of people. Uh, you know, the grabber is a different body. The grabber is a different person. In this, he's a especially in one scene that is very ominous and sort of creepy. He's just a jacked guy. This isn't like a dad bod guy. I mean, this guy is absolutely weightlifting his issues. And Ethan Hawke looks massive in one of these scenes. And it's funny, I still I have trouble thinking of Ethan Hawke as the adult he is. Right. I still think not of Ethan Hawke as like licensed to drive, not like wispy teen but I think of him as like before sunset, like kind of right. a man, but like wiry. Right. And he's jacked. I mean, he's huge here. And there's definitely a creepy, effective scene where he's playing a game called Naughty Boys. Right. That is, you know, scary. And and it's effective because he is who he is. In the story, he the grabber is a different guy. Like he's an he's a John Wayne Gacy guy. He's an overweight clown. Right. Instead of um muscular magician right and you know there's all kinds of things in the story that are a little different like um finn's sister doesn't have much to do in the story in the movie she's actually got a fairly large subplot mm -hmm. and on and on most of my stuff without trying to spoil anything specifically trying to be as generic as i can i i thought that the film suffered by doing too many trope things and i love horror movies and and I don't. And you and you often don't. I give over to them knowing that it's part of the ride. You know, there's going to be jump scares and piano noises that right. are the cat made a move. You know, these things are easy. And not every film can really build up a psychological thing. But what I expect in the story is for someone to have grabbed several kids to at least pat them down. You know, don't let the kid have the rocket that is a right. multi-tool that right. allows him to do all these things later because... Actually, you don't need him to do all these things. And I'm not so... I guess I should say this before I hand it over to you. I'm not so in love with the story that my disagreements with the movie are because it didn't stick to the story. In the story, there's really nothing in the room except the phone and some dirt. 
there's no other things that he can make traps or pitfalls. He just, he packs the phone with dirt and tries to beat the crap out of somebody with him. Right. And in this, he's got like this toy rocket that he's using to like uncover all these things. And I thought that was kind of ghost in the machine-ish. I didn't love how it resolved where, how to say this without giving anything away. Uh, the grabber has done this to several other kids, like you mentioned, and we find out where those kids are resting. And I thought that was a cheat. You know, I just kind of didn't like how convenient it was in proximity to everything. There's there's a few other things that it just felt like it was leaning too hard on superstitious elements instead of, you know, you've got to do this yourself. You've actually got to pick yourself up and make yourself. The, I blathered on to say this. This is what I wanted to say. The, the story's main crux is really that you take a kid like Finn who's a pushover and he's never standing up for himself to his friends. He doesn't have to do it to his friends, to his schoolmates and to his dad. And you see his sister who actually is doing everything. She's standing up to everybody. She's not afraid of anyone and she's calling bullies for what they are. She's beating the crap out of bullies and she's standing up to an abusive dad in a lot of ways when she doesn't have the strength to. And you want Finn to then take that and become that person. And it relied so much on the supernatural for me instead of making him just realize like, yeah, I got to be more like my sister for lack of a better transition. And I thought that crutch sort of hobbled the process of the film along. That being said, I thought all the people in it acted great. I I think the story is a bit loopy. Like these detectives would never tell an 11 year old kid a lot of the things they tell her, let alone... Sometimes Let alone inquire the way they do with her the way they do. Like Sometimes I think stories like this, and I don't know what the short story is, and I assume it's a similar setting and everything, but sometimes I think uh, you get these period, in quote, you know, period shows or movies where we're like in the 60s or 70s or 80s or something like that, just so that the detectives can be stupid. And they can do whatever. It's Wild West (laughs) because there's no rules. Like, Miranda, what? You know, it, it... it's just, it's very, it's very easy to slide off those rails. And when I thought it was doing it, it kind of corrected itself, but it still let itself go in a bunch of different ways that I thought took away from what the story was trying to be. It was about Finn becoming more confident and more reliant, even in the face of real danger and just having ghosts tell him combinations and things like, I just thought that was a little bit of a cheat. Right. Just, it, it, that slowly eroded things away from me and would have made it a better film if it was less that. Right. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, really my problem uh, with it is uh, it's too long. Yeah. And uh, so, so what happens is these ghosts of the, other boys he killed are yeah. like calling him on the phone, but also they have to speak really cryptically to him. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't uh, remember their names until he tells them their names. Right. And sometimes even then they, yeah, they don't like know their names, themselves. you yeah. know, they're in the ghost realm and whatever. And so they tell him like, you know, vaguely cryptic things. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day for me, uh, it, it was all leading up to like this Rube Goldberg machine yeah. that I I thought, come on. Right. That's when I was going through the building of the Rube Goldberg machine, right. I thought it was cool. Right. I, I'm like, okay, well he's doing this now and now he's doing this and the ghost tells, tells him to do this. Right. And then at the end it goes, voila, you built a Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine. And I'm like, Oh Wait now, come right. on! And even to the extent that uh, we had, we only had to break into the freezer right. to get the meat to move the dog, and you're like, "Well, wait a minute! This is some right? PlayStation like, stuff, uh, right? It's this like is real. now we're uh, yeah. you didn't you, you know you didn't click on that loot box because right. you would have had the, the magic thing, right? Yeah. yeah, and and so it was. You know, as as I understand it, just from listening to you, right, the thing that we built into the story that's only yeah. 20 pages long is this whole Rube Goldberg machine yeah. of a way out. Right. And none of that makes sense, to me anyway, with how difficult it is to build it. Right. Especially right. because we got like step A is we got to dig a hole, right? <laughs> right. Now... You know your average moviegoer. I don't know. I don't know what your average moviegoer <laughs> does or done, has done. Yeah. 
I've dug holes (laughs) recently, like a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, depending on where you are, right. Right. You know, that's like a several day hole. If if you are a prisoner and you have to dig for a little while and then he might show up. Right. Right. I mean, and then, you know, (laughs) you got to sleep and you can't just be standing there all day digging a hole with your hands. Right. Right. That's, that's like a week and a half of work doing that. And then at the end you stop digging the hole and then what you go, I guess I'm done (laughs) digging the hole. Right. And then the phone rings again and the phone's like, uh, there's like this cord. Right. We're about the hole, man. (laughs) Right. I've been here for weeks (laughs) digging this hole. Yeah. And by the time he does all of this stuff that he has to do, all of it has to take like a couple of weeks. I mean, I, you know, I, I know that Joe Hill yeah. is probably familiar with yeah. uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Sure. And knows that you don't take a toilet lid and bash through like a foot <laughs> oh, and a half yeah. concrete wall right. in like 20 minutes. Right. 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 You know, that also is like a few weeks. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like going, how long has this kid been here? Like, (laughs) right. uh, By the time you get to the end of the show, you're like, so his sister's graduated high school by now, right? (laughs) Right. Like, it's like, what the hell is going on in this room? Right. And and you don't see it. And all of it just has to happen quicker, right? right? Like, there's no need for this whole screwy thing. And then not only that, but it's just like, you know, the kid's got to figure out a way to unscrew these screws. Oh, aha. Now he can use the screws to do yada, yada. And we, we didn't need him to get in the freezer anyway. Uh, You can't get anywhere from the freezer because blah, blah, blah. And all of this stuff. And then at the end, it's like, okay, now we have like a minute little montage of him finalizing the whole trap. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, come on. Like there is something better that, that has to go yeah. on than than that noise yeah. because it's just crazy. Yeah. And then it's like uh you know, then it's like one of those A team plans where your plan is there's like a thousand things that have to randomly really go happen. right that yeah. you know you have to like roll 20 right like on 18 every time. times in yeah. a row yeah and it just all got so silly and i thought the whole thing there just takes away from the stuff that was better yeah you know the stuff that was that good, was working the stuff that was uh you know him talking to the kids yeah dealing with himself like yeah. you said like he's gotta he's gotta figure it out himself yeah. and at the end uh, you get like the one final kid that goes, nah, man, you got to stand up for yourself. And it's right. like, okay, I will. Yeah. Wait, well, I can what? do that. <laughs> Why did I dig? You know, right, and, and right. root. Yeah. And, and, you know, then at the end of the day, you get to, uh, you get to that end and it sounds like I hate everything and I don't cause I thought it was all cool. It was all a uh, great atmosphere. It's very, it had lots of really cool scenes in it. Yep. Like you said, that one where he's just sitting at the top man, of the stairs. Creepy. Uh, is really cool and creepy. Then he kind of gets away. Then he doesn't get away. Yeah. And and even the parts with his sister are are cool. Uh, I like his sister's character in yeah, general. I do too. I don't necessarily need all the hocus pocus of right. how she's doing stuff and whatever. Uh, but but it's really cool and it's uh and it's filled with being creepy and all this stuff. Yeah. It's just that at the end of the day, you figure out that. N- none of this was for anything and we were just screwing with you so that you'd build this Rube Goldberg machine. And then at the end of the day, you look at the thing and you you go, the whole point of Rube Goldberg machines is that there's a way easier way to do this. Right. You want to light a match. You (laughs) don't need a bowling ball. I have all this stuff. (laughs) I could, I could do this a lot simpler and get rid of him and, The stuff, the stuff that pays off even through the frustration of certain things, you know, they lean really hard on kids having psychic powers you know, not just because there are ghosts in the world, but, you know, she's got these things. It it almost, it absolutely was worth it to me to have it all pay off when she just has the one scene when she cusses out Jesus. Like, this right. isn't a big spoiler right. of anything. Like, she, you'll have to see why she gets to that point. But everything is great. Part of the fun also, and, and I'll say this because I think for whatever it's worth, you know, everybody's safety, yeah, they have to determine on their own. 
I think this is a film, like almost all horror films, you should try to see with people. And I think, therefore, it's a theater It's a theater go. Because one of the things that if you like horror films like I do, and you've seen, a, you know, you love watching them. I know you've seen a lot. I don't know if you love watching them. Part of the fun is watching the audience gasp or scream or jump in their seats and then laugh. Or part of it is, do you get them so concerned that they're talking to the screen you know, there are all these stereotypes of horror films. It was fun to watch the audience and hear them react to the scares in the black phone, which are sometimes just creepy still shots, and other times they're these jump scares, you know? And and that is, that's enjoyable to see because but you just you love has seeing that. a jump scare that's like a pretty good jump It's a scare. really so good that, reveal scare, yeah. That is actually, you know... Uh, one of the things that I think is funny is uh, when I'm reading reviews of horror yeah. movies or <laughs> and any movie that has like a jump scare, whether it's really horror right, or, not, or thriller right, or whatever, is like people say jump scares like, and now I hate it. There's anything that's supposed right. to be trying to be like kind of a jump scare and now it's a bad movie. Right. But there are good jump scares and there are bad yeah. jump scares and there are jump scares that make some sense right. to what's going on. Right. And actually scare you. Right. And then that's not automatically a bad movie. Right. Right. That's definitely. That's just a thing that happens. That's right? the part of the deal. Yeah. And uh, I think that there are so many times that movies do horrible, stupid yeah. ones where yeah. doesn't make any sense, doesn't mean anything for anything. Right. It's not, you know, there just happened to be a cat in the room. We jumped on the piano right. and that's just... You know, yeah. oh, look, she got scared because of the cat and it's stupid. Yeah. Or whatever, right. you know. And, and or uh, they're actually not even scary in the first place, At right? And, yeah. and they don't work. And then people just lump it all together. And, right. And then you know, they the, think the jump whole thing scares is the same are effect. stupid, right? right? right. And, uh, and this one was actually really cool. It had a couple and, of good ones, um, yeah. And, but anyway, overall, like, cause I've only talked bad mostly about the movie, but I thought Ethan Hawke was great. Yeah. I, I just think it's too long and it, if it is going to have this Rube Goldberg machine thing happen, yeah. it has to be different, have less steps. Yeah. And, and the whole culmination of the thing needs to be less. Yeah. Right. It needs to be like a three step. Rube Goldberg machine I'm building. Yep. And I think it's got to have, um, if you're going to dig a giant hole and you're going to dig through a giant wall at, at least right. the other, the other things are not that bad, right? Because right. they don't require a week uh, or right. whatever. You just have to find a core. But if you're going to have those things, I feel like yeah. he's got to have some, something in it, right? right. He's got to, know that there's something involved in it yeah or you know he's just going to give up right like that is right. not teaching, he's resigned yeah. that is not teaching you that you're yeah you can do something yourself right or or you you know you have it in you or whatever that's just teaching you that you know you can dig a hole and then right leave Die it, it bury yourself in it <laughs> yes. lay in it and be like i'm ready and and i guess in some way the 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 ghosts calling him on the phone are the thing that keeps him going. You know, right, they're like, right. look, you can do this. And and I get I think that was worked backwards in the story. Again, there's one there's one ghost that calls, there's one boy that does it. It's not like a we have four parts to the Rube Goldberg, so we got four ghosts that all learned one thing. That's right, right. that's the movie. You know, the story's pretty easy and just says, you know, I know you can do this. It, and it's fun. It's a it's really in the movie. Uh He's a baseball player. He's got a great fastball. Right, right. The kid that nails the home run off him is the kid, like in the movie, he's the same one that gets killed before him. And he just says, look, I know you got a good arm. Right. This is what you got to do. Right. You don't have to dig. You don't have to scrape and do all these weird excavations. Like just, <laughs> this is what you got to do. You got to find the strength within you to do it though, because it's going to be scary and you might die. Right. But if you don't, you're going to die. So learn how you, you know, and that's right. basically the story. It's like you choose how you go right. and go. So. Right. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely worth seeing. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I thought it was a really good time. It's just that I wish it was different. Yeah. I wish it was, I wish it was tighter. I wish we'd have thought about it. A little, just a little bit on the edge. Or something yeah. in the, uh in the ways that we're making it different from the original yeah. uh, story or whatever. 
Um, and and I wish it was you know twenty minutes shorter because right. then there are certain things we wouldn't have to we stare have at to for a long through. time yeah. for no reason or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but it's definitely going to worth seeing. Yeah. It's definitely worth going to see, and I wish that it uh, had a shot to make more money. It came out in yeah. October at least, right. or uh, the world was not where it is right now, right. so that you know, yeah, <laughs> not the number one movie can't make uh, more money because yeah. you know, even if I don't think it's a ten, it still deserves to yeah. make more money. I think it's, yeah. uh, and I I think it's, it's still moving I think along. It's worth trying to catch in the theater yeah, before it's gone too, because it is kind of a big screen experience, yeah. fun thing. So. And it's fun. There's just something about human beings in a room sensing tension off each other. Right. Like that's a thing. And I think when you're watching a horror film, I think that's a palpable you thing sometimes. Some and you want to have it around. Because yeah. sometimes comedies are better when you can hear other people laughing. Right. You know, and that makes you laugh too. So. All right. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Please. Uh, Go to iTunes or wherever you are getting this podcast and, you know, like, give us a review, whatever that sort of thing. We'll be back uh, next week with Thor. Love and and Thunder. uh, Yeah, yeah, Love and Thunder and our love for Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.